0: Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of Elvis Tech Podcast. It's your host Travis here, and I got a special episode for your day. It's First of all, it is 9.13 at night on Sunday, Father's Day. Uh, I would have recorded this episode earlier, but unfortunately, my day was absolutely crazy. And uh, so I am doing this now after my kids had finally gone to sleep, <clears throat> and I have a little bit of time to myself. So, what I want to talk about today is I did my first jiu-jitsu competition yesterday and it was an experience let me tell you so give a little backstory I was actually supposed to compete last weekend many of you guys might know this if you're in our Facebook group L- Bros Facebook group L- Bros community page over on Facebook if you guys haven't joined yet make sure you go join but so I've been talking about it a little bit that I've been wanting to compete and not necessarily because I wanted to test my jiu-jitsu or have a competitive like feeling I wanted to compete or anything like that I wanted to compete just for the experience and to kind of like be able to speak on it I guess you know what I'm saying and just talk about it and so I compete I was supposed to compete last weekend at Grappling Industries in Everett Washington and it was my wife's birthday so I decided that probably wasn't the best idea And not only that, there was only one other guy in the bracket. And I was like, look, if I want to go roll with this person and test myself, I'm not going to do it for $80 and a two and a half hour drive. So I ended up backing out of that one. And then I signed up for Revolution here in Western Washington, which is our biggest one. They go by the IBJJF rules and everything like that. And it was a super fun time. So much fun. I had a blast and I kind of want to talk about what it was like leading up to it and everything like that and what my experience was like before stepping on the mat and everything like that and kind of go over what I learned and the pros and cons I saw of competing. So first things first. What's up guys? Are you tired of grappling body hair on and off the mats? Well, have no fear, because we have a solution that will keep you rolling smoothly and in style, thanks to Manscaped. Picture this, you're about to step onto the jiu-jitsu mats, ready to dominate and submit all your opponents. But wait, what's that? Your unruly body hair. (laughs) That's why you need Manscaped, the global leader in men's grooming. With their precision engineering tools, you could tame the hairiest situations and grapple yourself to victory. Imagine executing the perfect arm bar, all while knowing your bald hair is trying to sneak in a sneaky triangle choke. Thanks to the Lawnmower 4.0, you can easily eliminate that unwanted hair with this cutting edge technology. It's like a black belt for body hair. So to my fellow BJJ practitioners, whether you're a white belt or a black belt, let Manscape be your secret weapon on and off the mats. Go to manscaped.com and use code ETP20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's ETP20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. And with Manscaped, you'll be a force to reckon with on the mats and in the mirror. So what was it like leading up to the competition? So I walk around 208 pounds and for the grappling industries, it was a weight class of 215. And so I was like, cool, you don't have to weigh in in your geese there. The rule set is much more lenient. They allow pretty much all leg locks besides heel hooks in gi. Uh, especially at blue belt. They, you're allowed a knee bar, toe hold, all that stuff at, at blue belt. So I thought that was kind of cool and I really wanted to do that. But like I said, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't want to travel all that time on my wife's birthday and not get a full experience. So for Revolution, it was a weight class that I signed up for was up to 208. And like I said, I walk around about 208, uh, 210 some days, 206 others, right? So I was like, well, cool. I can go ahead, sign up for the 208 Division Masters 1 and 2 because they combine that group together. And if I need to, I'll do a little bit of a weight cut and then get back or get down below the weight. So I started eating about two weeks out. I started eating, counting my macros. Ben, ben Jitsu, if you guys know who he is, he's one of our previous guests. He helped me out quite a bit in counting or making sure that I was like in line to make weight and everything like that. And so counting all my calories, trying to eat clean, limit limit my carbohydrate intake so I didn't bloat and stuff like that. Um, and so I did that for probably about two weeks, got really serious about it this last week because I was still walking around 208, just shy of 208 with no gi. And then it was about 210 in gi. So for training, I would just go to class. I went to class. I still continue to go to class. And this is probably one of the reasons why I'll talk about one of my cons or my, my biggest lessons learned is I didn't I didn't increase my training really at all, and I kind of just kept doing the twice a week, and I tried to roll a, a little bit more after class and and work on positions that I didn't feel I was good at, you know just kind of like hone my game, and so I didn't really change anything for my training. Sorry, my 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 throat is a little rasp. I've been like <clears throat> yelling at my kids all day. No. <laughs> <clears throat> But so I didn't, I didn't really change anything when it comes to my my training schedule or anything like that. I would just work on things in class, work on positions in class, try to work on things that I don't normally do, just to see if I could. I guess you could say. I worked a lot of uh, escapes the last couple of weeks, letting like my buddy Jack, who trains with us, he's a blue belt, also. Let them like take my back and try to escape back. Let people get in mount, try to escape mount. Um, and then worked on guard retention with people and stuff like that. Sometimes I didn't tell them if I was working on something and I just did it. That way I could get like an honest reaction and see if they didn't know it was coming, what would happen. So if like I would let people kind of pass my guard and then try to wrestle up or work on my guard retention with, uh, Switching my hips, getting the feet on the hips and stuff like that. I've been doing Jordan Pressinger's uh, Jordan or Jitsu Theory course, and that helped out quite a bit. There's a lot of things in there that I learned when it comes to guard retention, passing the guard, that um, worked out great for me this week. And a lot of the stuff that I I learned in there about head control, about frames, about your frames, their frames, I I implemented in this competition. And as I'm recording this, I'm kind of deciding if while I'm editing this afterwards, like I said, it's nine o'clock at night, so I might just release it to you guys without any of the B-roll of me rolling, uh, but I'll probably, I will release the unedited rolling footage of my three matches on my YouTube page in like maybe an unlisted and then just send the link out to the Facebook group. If you guys are in the Facebook group, then you'll get them. I might do something like that. Uh, I might also do a commentary on what was happening in the rolls and see how that goes and if that's something you guys want. But so nothing really changed for training, and I think that was kind of a detriment to to my success in the competition. Um, and then so Thursday night rolls around, and I go to class, and I was still a little heavy. I was still walking around around 2.08 um, without my two oh seven. I was like 2.07 in the morning let me say that and so I'm I'm like thinking to myself man how am I gonna cut this last couple pounds I want to be around 205 in a no like a no gi that way I know for sure I'll be the 208 I was using the Hyperfly Starlight which is a phenomenal gi thank you Hyperfly for that gi uh they didn't give it to me I bought it I don't know why I'm thanking them for it anyways so I it. but it's a super light gi so I knew I didn't have to lose too many pounds in order to make weight and so when I go to class, I buy myself, or on my way there, I buy myself a gallon of distilled water to try to see if I could flush my system. And as I'm rolling and stuff like that, trying to break a, not not trying to break a sweat when I'm doing technique. I'm just kind of like, Tuesday was the last day that I did sparring. Wednesday, I kind of started thinking about what I was going to do for the competition, trying to develop a game plan. Thursday, I went into class kind of just wanting to move honed some things developed my game plan more talked to my professor sean about what what was on my mind you know he was like what's your takedown what are you gonna do when you get to the ground what's your guard pass that you're gonna go for this and that and i thought i had an answer i'll tell you the truth i thought i had an answer and i kind of just went to my a game i told him you know i wanted to do this arm drag that he showed us and he was like yeah that's not really gonna work in gi that's more of a no gi grip um So you should probably just do an arm drag to back take or arm drag to single leg or something like that. So I was like, "Oh, that's a good point. I'll just, I'll just work on that for right now for the open mat time and just kind of see where that goes. So my buddy will help me out and I was working, you know, everyone sees in competition what happens, you know, people grab lapels, they grab sleeves and they hold on for dear life. So in my mind, I was thinking, okay. I know this guy's going to go to grab my collar or grab my lapel or whatever. What I want to do is I want to break the grip and I want to feed it to an arm drag and go for, you know, a single leg or back take or anything like that, but off the arm drag because it's, you know, high, high success and, uh, it's a relatively safe move if it doesn't work. And so, come to find out, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, (laughs) but so that's what I worked on Thursday night, Friday night, I decided to cut weight after work, so woke up Friday morning, still was around 2.07 in the morning, got off work, and I came home, and I was like, okay, so I've limited my calories today, I've limited my carbohydrates today, I limited my water intake for the day so now i just need to cut a little bit of weight and so i got home jumped on my treadmill put it at like a 20 degree incline full sweats and just got on it for about 45 minutes and just walked about two miles an hour when i got off the the treadmill i had lost almost a pound and a half in just 45 minutes from sweating, so I was like, "Cool, man! I know I can make this. I know I'm doing good. I know I know that uh, I don't have to stress about the weight." And so I was like, "But I still want to lose a little bit more." And I don't know if this is once again was a detriment to my performance or not because I felt great after the little bit of the weight cut that I had. But so I decide I'm gonna go do some hot Epsom salt baths upstairs. So I. Sat in a hot tub with Epsom salt for about 10 minutes, sweated, got out, dried myself off, and then laid on the floor and then let my body naturally cool off through sweat. And I sat there for about 10 minutes and I weighed myself. And after the first one, I went from, uh, I think it was 903, 903, or, or two, sorry, 903, 203, 209.3 to about 208.7 or I lost about a pound, I think, it what it was. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to relax for a second. I'm going to take another bath. And so took another bath. After that 10-minute and 10-minute rest, I weighed myself again. I was at 208.5. I was feeling good. I was still peeing. My might be TMI for you guys but it's a good sign my my urine wasn't dark it was I wasn't dehydrated I wasn't super thirsty so i figured my body still had water in it and i was still hydrated enough to where if i wake up in the morning i might be able to have a little bit of water if possible and so i just called it a night i didn't want to push it 208.5 was good i still had i still had the evening the fast in my sleep and everything like that and uh, so i hadn't i hadn't by the time i got to weigh ins i hadn't eaten in I don't know, 16, 17 hours, which is a typical fast for me, like I told you guys before. I do intermittent fasting, so fasting for that long it doesn't bother me any. But so Saturday morning, boom, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, man, okay, here we go, here we go, please, 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 <laughs> please be on weight. And I wake up, I grab my ghee and my belt that I had sitting next to my bed, walk over to the scale, step on it. <laughs> Boom, two oh six point seven, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, thank God, I can drink some water, I can have a little bit of food. I don't want to eat too much because I don't, I don't want to bloat or have super bad water retention or anything like that. So I drank about a cup of water, ten ounces of water in the morning, and I woke up around six a.m. because of my kids, and uh, so I just like hung out. I didn't move too much during the day or during the morning, just you know chilled. My bracket started around, I think it was 10 a.m. is when they called us. So I left, it was about, the, the venue was about an hour away, so I had to leave my house around 8 a.m. So I'm sitting there hanging out with the family, and I'm constantly checking my weight to make sure that the water I'm taking isn't going to like magically throw an extra pound on me that I had to worry about before leaving. So I I drink some water, relax eat a little bit like very very little like i might have like taken a bite of a pancake or something like that and so i i get i step on the scale everything's good 8:30 comes i'm like all right baby i'm going to head out i'm going to go to the the venue drive there end up meeting one of our old classmates there and uh he showed me where to go and so i was like all right i'm going to step on the scale here you know the the one of the test scales step on the scale boom 206.7. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I 206.7? I was 206.7 this morning and I ate a little bit. I drank some water. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. The way, the scales are kind of light here. So I stopped stressing about that. And this is where my first mistake was because I've never been in a competition. So cutting weight wasn't the issue. Fasting was an issue. None of that was an issue for me. What the issue was is I didn't know when I officially weighed in, like they called my bracket and we walk over and they're like, I'm like, okay, Travis model. They're like, cool. Go ahead and step on the scale. I step on the scale. He's like, all right, 206.7. You're good. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I was like, so what do I do now? He's like, oh, just hang out over here or hang out in the line. And then, you know, we'll call you over. And I was like, all right. And I, I'm talking to one of the other guys like, yo, was that our official weigh-in or do we actually actually have to like weigh in again. He's like, oh no, I think we weigh in one more time before we step on the mats. I was like, oh man, I had some gummy bears and I drank some more of my electrolytes and I was like, crap dude, I don't want to drink any more of this because if I have to weigh in again, these six gummy bears are going to mess me up. This <laughs> This three sips of Element is going to mess me up. I don't want to drink or eat anymore because I don't want to weigh in again and then get dq'd at the last minute before i step on the mats so i don't eat anything i really don't i eat i eat like a handful of gummy bears i take a little bit of hydration with my element and i kind of just hang out and start warming up and i'm like okay and i hear our ref like our ref and he's like, uh, or the ring coordinator, and he's like, All right, guys, it's you know, just a couple more minutes. They're just waiting for another match to finish up and then we're gonna head over there. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, so I'm looking, <laughs> I'm standing over in the athletes area, getting ready to walk over to where, you know, the, the mats are, and I'm like looking behind the prompters and everything like that where the refs and everyone are sitting, and I don't see any scales on the ground. So I'm thinking, wait, so am I going to walk over to these scales that I just stepped on, weigh in again, and then go step on the mat? Are they that strict about like weight cutting that I have to weigh in a second time before I step on the mats? Come to find out I don't. Come to find out that was my official weigh-in, and I had no idea. And they don't really tell you it's your official weigh-in. They tell you you're checked in, but no one told me, all right man, you're good. You can if you cut weight or anything like that, you could start eating or drinking. Like I had no idea. So I did this whole competition basically fasting for like 18, 19 hours with like a little bit of gummy bears and element, right? So I think that was my biggest one is I I fasted way too long and i didn't know when i was i was good i had no idea that i had weighed in it was the official weigh in no idea if i would have known that i would have drank some more water i would have eaten maybe one of my like half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that i had in my gym bag and then i would have probably had a little bit more energy for my last matches but so that was my big my big first mistake is i didn't know i weighed in And I should have ate. Also, elements taste great and, you know, liquid IV tastes great. I love those things for after workouts, but I should have just drank water also because when I drink those things and then I exercise or I drink them during exercise, sometimes they upset my stomach. I don't know if it's like heat or like me, like jujitsu, you know, you get thrown around quite a bit. There's a lot of movement and I don't know, maybe it like upsets my stomach because it like swishes around in my stomach, but I love those element and liquid IV to recover from exercise, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really jive with me during exercise. Let me know if it helps you guys at all, or if it's one of those things for you too. But so finally they call us down and I'm sitting there thinking to myself as I'm warming up, you know, I'm like, all right. You know, breathe in the nose, out through the mouth, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Never was I like super nervous or scared or anything like that. I was pretty pretty level headed. And then we get to the mats and you know, they they had I think they had three matches in my bracket before I stepped on. Oh, and by the way, backstory real quick, I feel like I'm rambling to you guys. Let me know if if I'm rambling. This is, you know, I'm trying to recap of everything that happened because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I went through that was kind of important. But probably the first big eye-opener is all of us were hanging out. Everyone in my bracket was hanging out, all the 208 Masters. And uh, we were all just BSing before the, the match, talking about, like, how old we were, you know, like, we all have 401k's everyone's like look guys like we're we're trying to have fun here let's not try to kill each other and uh you know everyone kind of agreed not not like let's not go hard we all you know, we all knew it was a competition but uh all of us were like you know kind of like that mutual understanding of we're just doing this just to to compete and have fun and you know for the experience no one here is trying to be a world champ so that was really refreshing but there were some killers in my bracket there were i'll tell you that, about that too but so we we walk down to the mats. The three people go in front of me. So obviously I'm watching. I'm trying to see who's my in my bracket. I'm trying to see what their game is. I'm trying to understand how they move and everything like that. And uh, trying to see like okay, so if I beat if I win my first match, who am I going to go against in my next match? Because I'm going to take the winner of this match, right? And so I go I go to my first match, and uh, they're like, all right. Travis, you're on deck, and I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, I'm on deck for my first competition. I'm about to step on the mats, and I'm about to go against someone for the first time that I have never met at full speed in front of a bunch of people. What is going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's when it finally stepped, it like snapped in. The other guys are walking off the mat. I walk up to the mat, and I slip my slippers off. And, uh, I walk onto the mat and I realize they didn't tell me to come on the mat. So I step off really quick before anyone notices. So, uh, that was, that was pretty funny in my head. I was like, oh crap. Uh, hopefully I don't get disqualified for that. But then, you know, the ref calls us on and the guy that I was going against, I had already been talking to really nice guy. And, uh, you know, it was like the refs, like handshake, handshake, boom, go time. And, uh, my game plan for the first match was arm drag to back take, and and I kept trying and it didn't work. It didn't work at all. It was like I I'll, I'll show you when you guys see the videos you'll see it, it didn't work. I tried it a couple times um but you know live resistance it's you're you're you got to adapt. Uh during during my first match I felt great. You know people talk about and they kept warning me about, you know, adrenaline dump blowing your grips out. And in my head and. I was thinking to myself, if I don't have dominant grips, I'm just going to let go, like, and back up, disengage, and try to figure something out again. And so I kept trying to grip. You know, he would get dominant grips. I would break grips, try to go for the arm drag to back take or arm drag to single leg or whatever, and it didn't work. And so I was. Just filling them out and everything like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for a trip. I'm gonna go for my outside trip that I absolutely love, you know, sleeve collar, throw my hip to the side, trip, and then punch to the ground, right? Uh if you guys know judo, whatever that trip is called, that's like my go-to. And so I go for the trip, boom, hit it super smooth, man. I was really proud of myself. Hit the guy super smooth with the trip, boom, take down into side control two points. I was like, whoo. All right, now we could do jujitsu. <laughs> Thank God. Now jujitsu time. And so we're rolling, and uh, you know, I'm like Trent. I'm I, I maintain top control pretty much the entire time. I trans uh I go for um a side control, neon belly, mount, half guard, you know, and everything just felt real smooth and real nice in that first match. Uh the guy was really nice, you know, afterwards I, I I won my first match 19 to zero and that was a great feeling. I was like, Holy crap. I just won my first competitive jujitsu match. Like that's amazing, man. I couldn't believe it. I wasn't super gassed. I was feeling good. Still. My grips weren't bad. Like my hands still to this today still don't feel bad. And it, it was an incredible experience, man. Um, I wish I would have had a coach there. My 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 big my big next mistake was not having a coach. And here's why. Not having a coach to me feels like a disadvantage now after competing. You know, we don't we're a small school and we don't have a lot of competitors and we don't have a lot of upper belts. And it was kind of how do I say this? It just, it just, it sucked. Like not having someone there cheering for me or kind of helping me out or kind of like telling me what they see. Like at first, I didn't think that I would want someone there coaching me or telling me what to do or anything like that. But after, after my first match, I was hearing his coach like tell him what to do. And so I was just trying to counter what he was doing. And that was kind of detrimental to me because I was focusing so much on what he was doing instead of what I should have been doing. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I was countering him getting an underhook, but what was I going to do with that? Because his coach was telling him what to do now that that he couldn't get the underhook. So then I was just trying to counter what he was doing. If I had a coach there, I felt like he could have been like, okay, now you have the underhook. Focus on this, right? And then I could have been progressing because, yeah, I went for submissions, but it was But I don't know. It was just different. Like, I just, I kind of want, I wish I would have had someone there coaching me and kind of like telling me from the outside of like, because you get tunnel vision. If you've ever competed, you get tunnel vision. And so I was just thinking like, man, I'm in mount. I'm going to try to get to S mount. And it didn't work. All right. Well, now I'm going to go for a cross collar joke. Okay. That didn't work. You know, but his coach the whole time is telling him how to counter everything I'm doing. But I started to get tunnel vision on what I was doing you know and if i had a coach there that could have been like hey that's not working go for this you look for this his legs here he's trying to do this look out for this um i think it would have been different but because the only reason i could counter my opponent's moves is because i just didn't have someone coaching me on what i should have been doing all my guys were getting told what to do and i was just trying to stop them from doing what they needed to do and i'd never really progressed uh my game for that. So that's what I've I kind of figured out after my first match. So I won my first match 19-0. I go into my second match which was two two matches later. Still feeling great and I was going up against uh a guy that really strong uh athletic guy just kind of like me. He was he looked like he was a little bit bigger than me. <clears throat> but we start off and uh, doing the whole grip fighting and everything like that. And he kind of pulls guard to Dele Hiva, tries to sweep me, gets me in his closed guard. I end up breaking his closed guard and he kind of sweeps me. And in the sweep, I I like Gramby roll over to Turtle, but we end up at the edge of the mat. And I thought to myself like, all right, cool. Well, he's going to get my back. We're kind of going to go into the referee position and wrestling. And then we're going to start from there and maybe I'll just sit out or roll or something like that to get to half guard or something like that, something I feel pretty comfortable with. But so we get to the edge of the mat, and the ref's like, stop, whatever he says. And then we go back to the middle of the mat, and he stands us back up. And I look at the guy I'm going against, and I was like, bro, I thought we were about to go back down. He's like, yeah, me too. Now we got to do this again. (laughs) And I was like, crap, man. So what what he does is pulls guard again to Della Hiva and I should have known it was coming and I didn't and uh <clears throat> he goes for the same sweep again and I stop him but he he ends up in mount I don't remember how I got to re I haven't rewatched that match yet but he ends up in mount somehow and that's when my exhaustion just hit me dude I was just so tired I was like holy shit man like I'm tired you know, I, I shrimp to my side, get on side control, try to get in the half guard. And, and really, it was just getting to the point where I was like, I just don't want to get submitted right now. Um, I'm trying to defend. Never once did I feel super threatened during my second match. You know, it was like one of those times when you're in a role and you're just so tired. You're just like, I'm just going to defend everything that he can. And maybe I'll try to gain better position or reverse him or something like that. And just, you know, let him play his game. And that's what I was doing. That's well, I wasn't doing that. I was so tired. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was just like laying there, just trying to get to a better position for myself to see if I could do something. So he he ends up in Mount, and he kind of like go starts going for like a cross collar choke from Mount, and so I punch him in the armpit, right bridge, punch him in the armpit, boom over into his guard again. And I try to, uh, I go to break his guard and I was thinking, all right, man, if I could get like an ankle or go for an ankle lock or pass his guard or do something going to mount, you know, I was just thinking like the only way I knew I was down and I knew the only way I was going to win this match is if I submitted him. And I just, I took too long and match was over. Boom. Lost nine zero, but nothing, nothing in my second match I felt was I never felt super threatened by them. I never felt anything that I haven't felt before, or couldn't, didn't have an answer for. You know, I just started my body just started getting really tired, and looking back now, I think it's because I didn't know. Like I said earlier, I didn't know that I had officially weighed in, so I never, I never really replenished my body. You know, I had did that little bit of the weight cut the night before. I didn't really drink that that morning, and then boom! I'm going. I'm I'm in my second match, and I'm like, I'm freaking dead by the end of my second match. But I felt good because I didn't get submitted, and I felt like I did some good things in there. Right? Uh, I'm gonna go back and probably do a commentary and post a commentary video on my losses. I don't know about my win because I feel like you learn more in your your losses than you do your victories. So I'll probably just rewatch my my two last matches and really focus on what I did wrong. And so I lost the second match. That guy goes to the finals for first and second place. I go to the loser's bracket for third place, and I go against this guy, John. He's like 6'3", obviously 2'08", super athletic guy, and he had lost his last one. So we were fighting for third. And we were only one match after I had just got off the mat. And so I was thinking to myself, dude, there's freaking no way right now, man. I need a miracle to happen in order for me to get some energy right here. Cause I am freaking tired, dude. <laughs> so we get step on the mat and, uh, yeah, it was a complete failure. It was bad. I I got submitted. He got me with a straight arm lock in some transition. And uh he nothing he did surprised me either. N- nothing I didn't understand. What really surprised me was how energy, how much energy he had. He had he had still had a gas tank. And so he was still going like, you know, hard, and I just I couldn't match. Honestly, man, I just I was like, dude, there's I my biggest disappointment this whole competition is my gas tank, you know. Uh, I can make excuses, you know, saying that I have kids, I have a day job, I only get to train two times a week, you know, and I'm blessed to be able to train two times a week, honestly, maybe three times, you know, but it's just like, i I feel like I disappointed myself by not having the conditioning I should have to give myself the best opportunity to tell you the truth. I feel like I would have done so much better against any of them. Honestly, I think I could have I I could have beat any of them if I was fresh, you know. I mean, and that's hindsight twenty twenty, and that could be, you know, a bunch of BS and everything like that. But I, I I truly believe I if if I had a better gas tank, my skill and my my pressure, my ground or my mount dominance and top top game. Would have honestly secured me victories against any of them if I was fresh or if I had a better gas tank because I just i I just felt I feel good in my game I felt good in my game when I was even in that second match like the first half I felt good like you know what I'm saying like I broke his guard he swept me yeah but i didn't I didn't feel anything that was like I was like oh crap here we go but you know once my gas tank was gone then then it was like survival mode you know it was like my brain. My brain was like, "Look, bro, you can you can either you can either try to fight until you pass out, or you can you could live for the next round." <laughs> so that that was my my biggest takeaway was not understanding what was happening around me, <clears throat> in a sense of when the official weigh-in was, not having a coach, um. Not being as conditioned as I should have been, honestly. You know, there's some big takeaways. And it was a great experience. Honestly, everyone that I talked to in my bracket, super nice guys. We're all dads. <laughs> well, I think most of us were dads. Um, you know, and they were super nice down to earth. And I had a lot of fun. I honestly did. Now is now it's competing for me. No, I don't think competing is for me anymore. Like, I competed a lot in my twenties in other sports. Well, if you want to call it CrossFit competing in CrossFit a sport, some of you guys don't. But I also did weightlifting and marathons and five Ks, and I was a competitive runner for a while in my twenties, and I just. I feel like if I were to do another competition, I would have to take it much more seriously than I did this one. And it's a completely different skill set competing, man. I'm sure a lot of you guys know this if you compete. It is a whole different world. It's a completely different. Like skill to to go in there, have a game plan, understand points, understand, you know, timing and when you should probably turn it up. When you should back off. Having an A game, a B game, you know. It's it's a skill. You know, there's a reason why the highest level competitors com- continuously compete and do it, and are so good at jujitsu because they're honing their craft. And competing in jujitsu is a craft. jiu is a craft. Jujitsu is a skill. Jujitsu is an art. It's it's a beautiful art, but it 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 is a completely different animal competing and i enjoyed it i'm not saying i didn't enjoy it i i really did enjoy it i'm so happy i did it it's just not for me and i might i'm but i i'm not going to say i won't do it again i kind of want to compete again but this time i want to take it way more seriously and set myself up for more success with with cardio, with conditioning, and not fasting and dieting for a day and a half, pretty much beforehand, um, you know, eating the morning of, you know, just set myself up for more success because I feel like I would do immensely better if if I did that. Because, like I, my first match, I felt phenomenal; everything was clicking, I was moving. I was grooving, you know what I'm saying <laughs> and uh it was it was good, man. so if you guys have ever competed before, how many times did it take you to compete before you felt like you understood you know what I mean if if that makes sense, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it like trying to ah, it, there's just a lot that goes into it. Do you guys compete with coaches? Do you not have a coach there? Have you ever competed with a coach and without a coach? Was it a difference? You know, do you not like coaching because you rather counter what the other guy was doing like I did for my first match and halfway through my second? I'm going to release the videos so you guys can watch and uh, critique me and tell me how shitty of a blue belt I am and how I should be ashamed of myself. And <laughs> But I don't know. this. This was just kind of a recap of what happened and... And uh, how much fun it was. I definitely don't think competing is for everyone. Not for me. I might do it here and there. Just to, just to kind of test myself. But I also feel like I can do that if, by dropping it at other schools. Yeah, it's not the same intensity. It's not the same environment. But, you know, you still get to see if your game works on other people that don't know it. Uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was... I'm. I'm super happy I won one match. Super happy I didn't get submitted in the second. And, uh, oh, and then the third one. So he got me with that straight arm lock in transition. And at first when I tapped, he was like, did he tap? And the ref was like, yeah, he tapped. I was like, yeah, yeah, I tapped. I tapped for sure. I tapped. And uh, I was thinking to myself, man, did I tap a little early on that straight arm lock? Could I have, like held out a little bit longer and try to get out of it. No, I tapped at the freaking perfect time because I'm paying for it today, even for tapping when I did. My elbow, my right elbow is bothering me, bro. It's been bothering me all day. It bothered me right after the adrenaline stopped pumping after that match. I was like, holy crap, I guess that was locked in there way tighter than I thought it was. And so good on him for submitting me, you know, good on him for that arm lock. And I'm glad I, submitted, I tapped when I did because uh, when your adrenaline's going, you don't always feel a submission with how tight or locked in it is, you know. You may think like, nah, that's not really in there and then all of a sudden you 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 have something pop. You know what I mean? So at first I thought I tapped too early, but now I'm grateful I, I tapped when I did because I could have had my elbow injured much more, much more sore than it is now, and I'm thankful that it's not. So but that's my first time competing. Let me know if you guys have ever competed down below. Uh, like I said, if you guys want to, check out our Facebook page, L Bros. It's going to be down in the description below if you guys want to join. Uh, follow me everywhere. Five-star ratings on iTunes, Spotify, everything like that. You know, If there's anything that you guys can give me pointers on when it comes to competing or getting ready for competing, uh, please let me know. I am all ears so but yeah guys thank you so much for listening to me ramble about my first competition and how it went it was a blast I'm super happy I did it I wish I would have did it at a white belt because I feel like I was a better practitioner as a white belt but it was a lot of fun so thank you guys so much for the support with me doing this uh you know I was in contact with quite a few of you guys talking about you know game plans and whatnot so uh, just thank you guys for that And uh, yeah, so remember, no oil checks here. Peace.